Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's going on? Happy Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing? Football Friday on The Zone. Man, high school games tonight. The temperature feels good. You got college games on Saturday. You got the Titans. Sunday night football. Uh, this is a big deal. The Titans in the primest of primetime games. And, yes, I just made up that word. The primest of primetime games uh, playing the Rams on Sunday night. We are waiting. Lucas Panziga monitoring the feed. Julio Jones speaking now. Adrian Peterson set to speak to the media here in just a minute. The plan is to go live to St. Thomas Sports Park so you can hear from Adrian Peterson. Uh, the news breaking this morning from Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network that, and, and this is no surprise, it's just, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's done. We haven't gotten the notification from the Titans yet. Adrian Peterson added to the Titans' 53-man roster. As I understand it, I think they have one more roster opening right now, so we'll see what they do with that. Before kickoff on Sunday night in Los Angeles, by the way, the game, the pregame, everything, you just keep your radio here on 104.5 The Zone and you can hear it all. But again, Adrian Peterson set to speak in just a few minutes. Julio Jones addressing Titans media right now. Mike Vrabel also uh, will speak today. And the main thing we're looking for from Mike Vrabel every Friday is any kind of update on injuries. Uh, there were a bunch of guys who missed Wednesday. There were a bunch of guys who missed Thursday uh, according to Jim Wyatt, just saw this earlier today. Here are the guys who missed Friday's practice. Nate Davis. That means Nate Davis did not practice this week. Uh, A.J. Brown didn't practice today, but he spoke to the media, which is typically a sign that he's good to go. Taylor LeJuan missed practice today. Kari Blassingame missed practice. That's no practice for him this week. Uh, Kendall Lamb missed practice today. Rashawn Evans mispracticed. That's another one. He did not practice at all this week. And then here's a blow right here. Greg Maben didn't practice Wednesday. He didn't practice Thursday. He did not practice Friday. So Greg Maben, uh, a guy who literally came off a practice squad, came here to the Titans, started, played every game, has gotten banged up and has mispracticed all week this week. So uh, you're already down Christian Fulton, who is in a time frame where he could come back off of uh, IR. He's been on it more than three weeks, but he has not, to the best of my knowledge yet, uh, been put back in that return to practice protocol to give him a chance to come back. So uh, you will be down Christian Fulton, unless there's some kind of miracle, which I don't think there's going to be. You will be down Greg Maben. It looks like he didn't practice. It's not to say he couldn't play, uh, but Greg Maben did not practice uh, at all this week. Chris Jackson had missed practices on Wednesday and Thursday, but uh, not listed by Jimmy Wyatt today on the list of Titans that didn't practice. So, again, we're keeping an eye on the Titans live stream. Julio Jones has finished. Uh, could have Adrian Peterson here any minute. So, if you want to hear from AP, AD, all day, whatever you want to call him, you should be able to do that here in just a minute. For the record, Julio called him AP multiple AP. times. <laughs> See, now that's interesting. Julio called him AP. I think if Julio calls him that, then I'm probably fine calling him that. I think that. that's fair. He said he AP. met him on his recruiting trip to Oklahoma in 2007. Oh, my gosh. Uh, somebody tweeted earlier this week video of Adrian Peterson as a rookie when he set the single-game rushing record. That was 14 years ago. <laughs> that's 14 years. And, and in running back years, that's like saying that was 73 years ago. Uh, so was, what year? what year was he a rookie? And 14 years ago, whatever. Uh, we need a math wizard out there to do that. Uh, We've been here. been here before. Hey, man. This guy's going to be. <laughs> Did you watch video of him? You watched him play in the game last year? Uh, I watched some. I'll tell you what I got rabbit hold on was 
the Lions could have beaten the Rams a couple of weeks ago. The Lions, who haven't won a game. I wanted to see what in the world did the Lions do. Let me tell you, they did everything. They faked two punts, one on a pass, got it, one on a run, got it. They did an onside kick in the first quarter. It's almost impossible to get onside kick with the current rules. You can't even run until the – And they still lost? They, they still stole lost. three possessions. They stole three possessions and lost. Khalif Raymond had a career game. Oh, yeah, that was your guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He My had man, he was running routes, too, not just a go. Not just a nine. He was running routes. Went against Jalen Ramsey, though. I'm sure of that. Jalen Ramsey, as you were talking, he's playing in the slot. He's because people just think, oh, it's Jalen Ramsey. You just stick him on the other team's best receiver. No, yes. Well, if he's in the slot, he will be. Yep. He'll move all around. They blitz him from there. It reminds me of his time at Florida State. I really watched him a lot because they had some really good secondary pieces. So he came in immediately uh, at slot, then safety, then corner. Hey, let's do this. Breaking, Adrian Peterson speaking live. Let's go to APAD all day. Uh, he is up on the feed, Lucas, so keep an eye on it. Okay. All right, we have a slight delay in the control room, but we should have him here in just a second because he is uh, officially at the podium now, and as soon as Lucas has it, we will go to him. Uh, Titans running back. I'm going to call him the real deal. Here's the real deal right here. Here, they worked quickly. They made a quick decision. What was it about this uh, franchise that appealed to you? Um, you know, just a, a great head coach, great, um, you know, energy. Um, and I, I felt it from the moment I got here. Um, but you look at a team that's been competing well for the past couple of years, um, you know, leading the AFC right now, leading the division. And, you know, when I, when I watch them, it's, it's crazy because I was watching the game Sunday against the Colts, and you just see a group of guys offensively, defensively, that's gritty, you know, this this, this grinding and um, doing whatever it takes to, to, to win a game. So that right there speaks value. A lot of the guys have said that, you know, there's a degree of energy or juice that, that you've brought already. Was that something coming in, like, purposely, or is that just kind of just what comes with that Adrian Peterson thing? Yeah, it's something that just comes with it, you know. Uh, I just be myself. And, you know, that's that's all I've done since I've been here. How much do you feel like you can can do having come from not playing for half a season? Yeah, it's been a while, huh? About, what, 10 months? But um, I feel good, you know, so they call my number. I'm going to go out there and contribute in any way that I can. Uh, you know, I do a great job of keeping my body in shape, uh, you know, physically, uh, mentally. And... Um, just, just keep myself prepared for a moment like this. How excited are you to be here? That this, that this might be it. That, 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 that you might not have another chance. Sorry about that. Um, I, I'll be lying to you to say that that wasn't in the back of my head somewhere. I had to keep swiping it out, you know. Um, and but, you know, I'm the type of individual that I never um, lose hope, you know. So, um, always, you know, keeping. That hope in there that, you know, opportunity can and will pre present itself, you know, so that's that's what happened. And with, with that said, how excited are you to be here to help and, and uh, having an idea what your role might be? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, you think of the ideal situation for a running back like me and my style, it would be this right now. You know, and um, so I'm just going to live in a moment and, and enjoy it and uh, do whatever they ask me to do. A bit of a connection with Derek and the Heisman and all that, but 
have you had any conversation with him since you got here? And uh, what'd you say? No, I haven't had a conversation with him. You know, I know he had surgery on Tuesday, and I kind of been going. You know, my wheel's been running. But now that things are kind of slow down a little bit today and tomorrow, um, I'll be reaching out to him just to check in on him and see how he's see how he's doing. You mentioned the sort of fit that you have with this team, the style they play with. I guess in terms of schematically what the Titans do in the running game, is it sort of the types of things you've had success <clears throat> with before? Yeah, you know, just watching them, you see inside zone, um, outside zone, of course, um, you know, ISO. And those are all things that I've had success with, you know, um, my time in Minnesota, just my entire career. Um, so I think I'll, I'll fit in well. What did you hear from the guys when you came in? Uh, had such a good career, coming at a difficult time with Derek injured. What was the welcome like from new teammates? It was a, a warm welcome. You know, uh, you know, guys were, they seemed excited to have me here, uh, you know, but, you know, of course, it's all about, you know, what you can do, you know, now, you know, so I feel like once I came out and, you know, the way that I approach practice and, and, and the meeting room, you know, I know guys, you know, are watching and guys, you know, kind of feed off that as well. So, um, you know, my whole mindset is to let them know that, hey, I'm coming in here, I'm serious, and I want to do whatever I can do to contribute and help this team uh, continue to be successful. Does it what? Does it kind of add to the to the challenge and maybe your motivation as well that you're potentially stepping in for? Mm, you know, Derek is a guy that I had as the front runner for the MVP. You know, and uh, to sit here and say that one back can replace him, you know, that that'll be saying a lot. You know, so like I said, I'm coming in. We got a great group of guys. Um, in the running back room and, you know, collectively as a group, we're going to go out and, and do what they ask us to do and, and ultimately to be successful. What do you do to stay ready and to keep yourself in shape and how you, how you feel starting off here? <clears throat> I feel good. I feel good. You know, um, I love hitting the track, you know, um, in Texas, you know how the heat is down there. So, uh, you know, it helps, you know, keep your wind and your, your lungs open. You know, chasing my kids around you know, definitely helps out a lot too. Um, but yeah, just kind of just taking care of my body, being mindful that you know, keeping that hope that hey, someone can call the opportunity. You know, will still present itself. So, you know, doing those things that I can do to make sure that I'm ready if the opportunity came. That kind of shape versus football shape make you maybe yeah. a little more susceptible to, to soft tissue injuries or stuff like that? You know, one thing I've learned is that uh, no matter what type of shape you get in, there's nothing like football shape. Like, there's nothing like it. So that's one of the main reasons I've been out here in the, you know, 100 miles per hour, <laughs> you know, uh, trying to cut and do all those things um, because, I have, like I said, I haven't played ball in a long time. Um, but you know, as long as you take care of your body, you know, those are things that you can, you can avoid. For you physically, like, where are you as far as being able to match your feet with your eyes? Because one of the things you've always done well, cut back and find that lane and, and you know, take it to the house. So where are you from, from that perspective? I feel like I'm in a good place, you know, um, and I feel like God has gifted me with, you know, incredible talent, um, and, and a gift. And I think my number one, um, you know, asset is my eyes. And, you know, my legs to follow, 
Um, but, you know, like I said, getting out there in the live action is totally different than, you know, practicing even full speed. You know, it's totally different. But, um, you know, I'm a type of I'm a type of individual. Even when I'm at home, you know, I'm, I'm when I'm walking around the corner, I'm dipping around the corner. You know, so I'm, I'm practicing at all times, even with my eyes as well. Um, so I think I'll I think I'll be all right. It's wonderful. <laughs> it, it, it's wonderful. I look at the last two teams I was a part of, and you know. 0 oh and 8, and um, 2 and 5, I think. You know, to come into a situation where you got a you know playoff team last year and a team that's leading the AFC and their their division is 6 and 2. So a breath, fresh air. Um, to go out, play my heart out. You know, if I'm given that opportunity to go out and you know uh, let my teammates know um, that. You know, I'm just jumping in, jumping in line. You know, next man up, and I'm gonna come in and put my best foot forward. And how much has your experience in the league prepared you for this situation? Jumping into a new team at this time of the year and essentially trying to fill a void. Yeah, 14 years in now. You know, well, thank God, what, what what a blessing. But you know, having the opportunity of you know being in Washington and transitioning week one going to Detroit you know um, being in New Orleans and you know on a Tuesday and going in and playing in Arizona that following Sunday um, you know I think my time has allowed me to have a lot of different op situations present them present themselves so um, it's it hasn't been too bad and I feel like I'll be able to kind of um, just kind of roll with the blows all right thank you nice to meet you guys sir Thanks. There you go, Adrian Peterson. Uh, the one thing we still don't know is this. He didn't say what to call him, so I guess he's fine with whatever he answers to. The other thing is, how did he come about picking number eight? Oh, yeah. We both yeah. want to know this. They, they were all asking all the important questions that what we, you know, we are We're me. like, hey, why'd you? We're number eight. Why'd you pick that? Mike Vrabel now? All right. Let, all right. Lucas says Mike Vrabel speaking. Let's just keep it going. Here we go. Mike he, Vrabel he, he on He's not taking a breather? Uh, all those moves can go down tomorrow, so I would imagine that those will go down. Um, you know, there'll be some moving parts with the roster, and all that'll happen tomorrow. Um, you know, when John and I, you know, discuss them. But you know, he, he's come in very professional, um, excited. Um, you know, studied, worked with Tony, him and Deontay. You know, him and Deontay, and I told you that's what Dontrell did last week. So that's what they did, and, and we're just trying to get him brought up to speed. A lot of the guys have said, you know, he's brought a degree of energy uh, for you as a coach watching this. Uh, do you feel like, you know, he's been able to kind of charge you guys a little bit this week, so to speak? Yeah, we walked through on Thursday, which was real exciting. On Wednesday, we walked through and jogged through was even more energetic. And then the Friday was really good. I'm going by what they said, you know. I, I wasn't accusing you of anything, Toronto. I just was telling you that we had an exciting walkthrough as we possibly could have had on Wednesday. And an and a even more ruckus Thursday jog through. Um, I thought today was very good. You know, I, I know we're we're beat up, but uh, I was I was very encouraged by what I saw today. Um, just from a focus standpoint, um, you know, guys out there moving around, and you know, so I think that that's important. Tony, Tony kind of talked about needing to get Adrian and. and 
foreman out there and see what they could do in the jog through walk through thing how much can you see what they do did you do anything extra with those guys padded up yeah they had you know they did you know they they did and, and really that's just making sure that these guys are conscious of the ball security and having pads on so i thought that was important you know to use uh use our padded practice for for one day as far as distribution series i mean how much depends on just how they do, whether it's Adrian, Deontay, Jeremy, just production going to let them earn. Yeah, I mean, I think that production is obviously going to be key uh, with whoever's out there. I also think that, um, you know, being conscious of where they're at, you know, uh, conditioning-wise and, and trying to find roles for everybody. Does it allow you to be creative uh, with different guys in different situations now that you've got three or four guys that you're going to be choosing from? I mean, I think we'll just try to call whatever. You know, I don't want to like, okay, this guy is going to only going to run these types of plays. That really doesn't really work. It's hard for a, you know, a play caller. But um, you know, just trying to get them all brought up to speed. And we know that Jeremy's got a great grasp, and Dontrell's got a got a week here, uh, and then we'll see where Deontay and um, Adrian are. Mike, with as much empty sets as a Rams like to run, what does that kind of put? What kind of strain does that put on? Well, you know, you have to cover the entire field. You're right. It's the smartest thing you've said since I've been here. Um, you know, I think he's such a, you know, you know Stafford's such an excellent distributor that when you pressure him, he goes knows where to go with the ball. Um, you know, they mix in quick game. They mix in drop back. You know, they'll chip to gain some extra time with guys on the edges. Um, everybody um, can go in any of those spots across the field. So whether you know, there's a running back at number one or a tight end uh, or a receiver in, at number three, they all run the same route. You know, whatever route they call that, just they go out there and they line up in different spots. So, you know, it does put a lot of challenge, you know, <clears throat> defensively to make sure that, you know, we get lined up, execute, and, and try to affect, you know, the quarterback. Mike, was Zadie the kind of guy that he's kind of been in different places the last couple of years? Have you always kind of kept an eye on, you know, if, if this ever was to happen with Derek, that you thought about him as a possible good uh, fit? Um, no, I mean, I, I not me personally. You know, I mean, that's, that's you know, I'm trying to coach the, the football team that we have, and, I think that, that John and his staff probably have, you know, a list of guys that they target and track. I don't think that that would be necessarily, um, you know, something that I would want to do until the situation arose. Where then we go over the list that they have compiled, you know. So that's really kind of how that goes down. But you know, aware of his career and, and what he's done, obviously. What did you need, given that? What did you? I mean, the, the, the conditioning, the, the shape, the, you know, the, the, the burst, you know, there's some cut it, you know, I mean, it's a normal, you know, running back workout that you would, you know, that, that our guys put guys through. Good, good. Yeah. So I would say, you know, hopefully, you know, we can, we can start to uh, consider getting Jay on back in there soon, real soon. Have you checked in with Derek again recently this week? How's he doing coming off surgery? He's doing well. He's doing well. He's kind of, uh, you know, 
getting a little, uh, you know, antsy, you know, being at the home, being at the house and, you know, you're so used to coming in here and every day working and being around your team. And, um, he stopped in and, you know, he'll continue to be around us more and more. Magic question. Uh, Evans, Davis, Blazing game. And then a lot of other moving parts. So stay tuned. Thanks, Coach. All right. So Mike Vrabel and Adrian Peterson back-to-back. There you go. We always wait for Mike Vrabel to say who's out. Evans, Rashawn Evans, uh, Nate Davis, Corey Blassen game all out. And then he said a lot, I'm going to write this down, of other moving parts. Uh, So we'll have to see how it all gets put together. I'm sure he's talking about the running back position. We'll get into all this next. We do need to take a break because we owe you one. Buck Rising will join us uh, over the course of this hour. He's getting ready to travel to Los Angeles. It is a full Titans first hour of this Friday edition of Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Lots to <clears throat> lots to, to digest there. Adrian Peterson makes his first Nashville radio appearance um Blaine it was interesting to hear the guy talk he said I just try to keep doing football stuff he said I I lean when I go around corners he said he he talked about kind of ducking his shoulders when he goes around a corner like he's going around a a would-be tackler I thought that was interesting working on his peripheral vision too. working on it he said uh my best asset is my eyes and I feel like my legs will follow uh interesting stuff that I mean that's that's listening to a professional for 14 years running back this is a guy who has to do amazing things physically just to keep himself in the league. And here he is at 36, still in the league, getting another shot. Yeah, this is pretty amazing just to see that he's in the kind of shape uh, still at 36 and doing what he's done so far in the league with his style. Yeah, Just imagine where, let's say, the Kings numbers would be at 36, doing it the way he's doing it. That's pretty much what AP did, really. Uh, I think Henry's a little bit different, maybe a little more breakaway but AP definitely could say he had a lot of long long runs and may not be that guy but he definitely is going to be physical and change directions I think he's going to bring a little juice anytime you have a 36 year old and you know everybody's pretty much 30 and under mm-hmm. you go well shoot man 36 year old doing it I need to pick up my pace even in walkthroughs even in jog throughs even in warm-ups I mean it's just that way and knowing that you have the presence and the mystique of a Hall of Famer around is always really good. And a lot of those kids uh, probably, and I'm going to say kids, probably play with him on on the, on the video games and everything else. So oh, they, yeah. they, they may be asking for autographs, you know, like after practice and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know, man. Or a pitcher in this day and age. Oh, sure. A pitcher. And, and then bring it back to go to autograph. Yeah. Dallas in the zone TV chat says, I was six years old when AP was a rookie. He's on the team. My, he's on my Titans right now. He said, and I'm 20. So in your six year, he probably doesn't have Dallas a football memory before being six years old. He doesn't even remember life without Adrian Peterson playing in the NFL, and he's twenty years old. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy to think about the longevity to do this at running back. I think the only injury he had was the ACL, though, as far as, far as significant injury throughout his career. Sure, he has some nicks, bumps, and bruises, and maybe miss a game or two here or there, yeah. different seasons. But man, his longevity. Man, it's wearing Terry with his style is remarkable. 
You want to hear maybe the most remarkable thing about him? You just said it. In the last three years, so he would have been 33, 34, and 35, he played uh, he, no, he played 16 games for Washington. He played 15 games for Washington. He played 16 games for Detroit at 33, 34, and 35. Yeah. That's what he did at 33, 34, and 35, when most of his contemporaries had been out of the league for three or four or five or more years. Yes, yeah. 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 I, I bet you some of the, the elite <laughs> other running backs – uh, or looking at him like, man, that was done like six years ago. Yeah. They're still watching him on TV. They start, man, maybe I need to go out here and work out. Hey, <laughs> I need I need to start turning it up a notch, man. If he can do this still six years later, I think I can hang in there and put in uh, be an alternate uh, type player at running back the way they, uh, you know, using running backs these days. But, man, that, that is pretty <laughs> pretty remarkable, man, his longevity. I, it's, I, I don't know if we've ever uh, seen a guy like this, to be honest. Into 36? Him and Frank Gore. Yeah, Gore. Uh, but, yeah, different. Yeah, but, <laughs> hey, P, I'm going to just say this. I love me some Frank Gore, but he is <laughs> not AP. Yeah. He is not AP. <laughs> he's not all day. He's not AD either. He, he's not none of that. I mean, he's a great running back in himself, but he's not like uh, this cat here. This is a different, different dude, man. Let's bring in a different dude to this conversation. Buck Rising joins us now, courtesy of our friends at Two Rivers Ford, home of the non-commissioned salespeople. So, Buck, Adrian Peterson is officially signed on the roster. He's officially practiced, and now he's officially spoken to the press. What are your takeaways from the things that you heard from, uh, this will be weird to say, number eight, Adrian Peterson? <laughs> uh, my takeaways are we're making an awful lot of noise, and there was an awful lot of people at a Friday practice for a dude who has an average over 10 yards of carry in a long time, boys. But uh, we'll see wh- how they distribute um, the carries among these guys and the the, uh, the touches in the passing game between Peterson and McNichols and Deontay Foreman, of course, who's on their practice squad. Uh, Adrian Peterson not technically on the active roster just yet, so this may be a first in putting a practice squad player at the podium. <laughs> but Mike Rabel said that they were going to uh, that they were going to make those transactions tomorrow and i would expect you would see his name on the list buck rising our guest of the buck rising show and many podcasts and a to z sports and lots of places you can find buck including the titans pregame show right before us on sunday well buck i i know no one asked this but i didn't know you have a lot of access to the players did you have to ask them uh you know happen to ask him you know why he chose the number eight well he chose the number eight because the number 28 is occupied at present um, but outside of, uh, outside of, you know, just lack of availability, I don't think it was necessarily like an homage to Marcus Mariota or something like that. <laughs> I think it's just, that's what they had and that's what he's going to wear. Oh yeah. No, I didn't know if it was some rhyme or reason that maybe he had it as a youth or maybe in high school or something like that. I know. I didn't you know. I don't do know. What that. was his, what was his number at Oklahoma? I don't know the answer to that question. Ooh, it was 28, 28. Wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I think oh. that was his number. Chris Harris of, uh, of Channel Four just chirped at me from the background, uh, twenty-eight. So you know, yeah. for all, for all, all the good that we did there. Mm. Well, everything about AP was the conversation, but also at the end there, you know, Coach Vrabel, you know, inactive. I mean, you know, Nate Davis not being active uh, and out. Uh, who do you think is going to now play guard, or is going to be some shuffling around? Well, it's Dylan Radens until such time as they uh, as they can activate Aaron Brewer from IR. And I talked to Coach Mack on my show earlier today, guys. And Mack, you know, we we spent some time on it, and we all watched the film of that game. He's just not Radens isn't not anywhere close 
to ready for this level of competition. No, we may have lost Buck. Yeah. He's on it, CPR it, right it, now with his phone. Dylan Raiden says he is ready. That's what he said. He sniped him. <laughs> tell me, uh, you think Raiden was around there unplugged his phone? Yeah, he, he told me he was on like 2% when I called him. So Can we get him a phone charger? I mean, really? Can we get that allocated in the budget somewhere? I mean, we're we're decent-sized radio watch this. Can, can we get a sponsor to sponsor Buck to keep a charger charged actually on his phone? So it could be a case charger where it, he just turns it on when he needs it, and then all of a sudden he starts charging it, and 2% then goes to 10. Like one of those 15. mules where you just snap it onto yeah. your phone. Maybe Two Rivers could do that. Because, I mean, does he need a I second this sponsor very, for I, his I phone? I don't think he's important enough to have another phone like Adam Schefter. So maybe just a charger. Oh, okay. But, you know, this is very unprofessional. Because <laughs> I mean, this, 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 this is, like is not the first time that has happened, by the I way. Know. I've heard him talk about this on his show before. Because I listen. Yeah, his what, that his phone died during a guest appearance? I don't know about guest appearance, but it died when he was maybe doing, uh, you know, he was on a show or someone else's show or what have you. So this is not the first go-round, so it means he's uh, not getting prepared for the utmost danger of no charge on phone. Well, we confirmed Adrian Peterson's college number, so all was not lost. Come on, man. I know. Oh, well, we knew it. Yeah, we knew it was 28. Now. He was 26. Oh, was he the... trying to call oh, back in? He's going to call the uh, hotline. Get him. Oh, no. Lucas is answering. I was going to say, I, I got buttons in here. I can... Buck, did you find a charger or something here in the last 30 did you seconds? you go plug it up to the, to the wall? I don't think it's unprofessional. I don't too much. All right. Everybody settle the hell down. And if you want to start paying for my phone charger, Blaine Bishop. You can damn sure Amazon one to my house. Hey, hey, you can't get someone to sponsor you a charger? I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I don't, you, you don't want to ask me questions about sponsorship, Blaine. You may not like the answers that I get back. Man, why is it, do you do you know how to keep your phone charged? I mean, let, let's go down this road because this has happened to you now numerous times, as I understand it, through you, your conversations. Oh, sure. My phone dies all the time. It's because it lives next to my skull. So until such time as I get one of these uh, get one of these case chargers, this is just the life that I'm going to have to live. And yes, Lucas, I am important enough to have two phones. In fact, I do have two phones. It's just not through this company. It's through another company. So wow. settle down. Oh, my. Put it to a poll. Personal. Is Buck important enough to have two phones? Oh, wow. Go ahead and throw that out. <laughs> you can't put a poll up. While I'm not there. You can't use my Twitter account while I'm not there. No, we'll put that on Blaine and Mickey's Twitter account. Yeah, we got that covered. That's that's definitely going to get done. Right there, man. Uh I think Dylan Raiden sniped you because I think that's really what happened. Once you said he was nowhere near ready to go against Aaron Donald in the pass rushing. Yeah, well, I'm sitting in the parking lot at the practice facility, so that would make a lot of sense. John Robinson just sent out the cancellation beam or whatever you want to call it. And my phone got put on lock. But we're back. And what I'll tell you, to summarize that point, Dylan Raiden's in ready to play Aaron Donald, but yeah. he may not have a choice on Sunday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. We're going with Buck Rising with the Buck Rising Show. I guess under the radar, Buck, you know, last week versus the Colts, not a lot of people talking about with all the Henry and AP and everything else, uh, is Monty Rice started last week and did solid job, at least. What, what do you think? No, he was he was active. He was uh, he was involved in that forced fumble mm-hmm. uh, on Indianapolis. I thought he played his assignments well. He de- the only difference between Monty Rice 
Well, I mean, there are differences, obviously, between Monty Rice and Rashawn Evans, but the primary difference is Monty's just not the athlete that Rashawn is. He's not the quick twitch kind of player. He doesn't move quite as well or quite as quickly. Um, Rashawn is, is, for whatever you think of him as an inside linebacker, he is a, a, a pretty incredible athlete with some of these plays that he makes and a lot of the ground that he can recover. Um, so you're working with a little bit less athleticism, but I thought from a fundamental, uh, from a fundamentals perspective, I thought Monty Rice played really well. And uh, if they don't activate Jayon tomorrow, Blaine, I assume you'll see him back out there. Well, I have two more questions. We get to keep you on longer since you, you sniped yourself. And that is ah. Bud Dupree. What's his availability? And fan favorite Makai Sargent now is on the practice squad uh, with the Rams. Yeah, that was going to be there. <laughs> Are you really keeping me on here to ask me a question about Makai Sargent? Yeah, because that I know that's one of your favorite guys on the team. <laughs> I don't understand why this fan base is obsessed with a with a tiny white slot receiver that doesn't play and can't field punts. And Makai Sargent, who averaged three yards a carry or something like that throughout the preseason. And it's not personal. I just don't get it. Make it make sense to me. But anyway, as far as Bud Dupree's availability, um, you look at this situation and, and it seems like he is going to be available yet again. They, uh, they have him on the injury report as limited both days. Wednesday and Thursday will await the, uh, the results of today's injury report around 3 o'clock. Um, but at this point, you should expect to see Bud Dupree out there in some capacity. Whether he plays all the snaps or not is a different matter, but he can obviously play enough to impact the game as he did against Indianapolis on Halloween. All right, give us your guesstimate on of the corners that haven't practiced who possibly will have a shot of playing in this game with Mabin as well as Chris Jackson. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one for me, to, for me to say at this point, Blaine, and honestly – um, they need Greg Maben out there in a bad way, and that's not something that I thought that I would be saying. But given the fact that neither of them, neither of them have practiced yeah. the last two days, I, I... <laughs> are you kidding me? This is just not just happen again. <laughs> it looks like he's there, but it doesn't sound like he's there. Let's. Uh, let's, right. well, let's... Who's going to start a corner? I know we got to go to break, but that's what we'll think about. Maybe uh, we got some guys that's going to be. Uh... Camped out in front of the facility, and maybe they could play corner. Let's find out. Uh, also, we'll go to the phones next. Darrington is on. Tom is on. We will go to the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline and talk to you about this game next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. It, it, it's wonderful. I look at the last two teams I was a part of, and you know, zero and eight, and um, two and five. I think you know to, to come into a situation where you got a you know playoff team last year and a team that's leading the AFC and their, their division is six and two. So a breath fresh air. Adrian Peterson, last two stops: Detroit and Washington. Mm. Decided to be in Tennessee. Ooh, the bottom of the barrel right there, man. <laughs> yeah. I know he's pumped up. <gasps> it's yeah, like looking uh, around like, oh man, there's a uh, Julio Jones on this team. Oh man, there's a uh, Bud Dupree's AJ Brown right there. Hey man, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Woo, I like this. Six and two. You you've been saying this for a while. We had this discussion yeah. on either the pre or post game show, and you said NFC 
is, is way more top-heavy than the AFC. Mm-hmm. Well, if people want any proof of that, this there's all the proof you need. The Rams are the number one seed right now in the NFC. They are. The and Titans, overall. <laughs> and overall. Right. The Titans are number one in the AFC. They're the number one seed. They're only team of six. The Rams are a seven-point favorite over the Titans. Oh, that's a big number. Yeah. Even at home, that's a big number. Mm. Over the number one seed in the other conference. Where they are without the king. They are without the king. That might have so that might have went down one point to like six or five and a half. Yeah. Point and a half. Uh oh. Yep. Or you, you know you know players don't look at uh point spreads. Some of them do. Yeah. But most don't. They just keep it moving. Yeah, they yeah. I'm gonna try to beat the guy in front of me. Not unless someone asks me, Hey man, you guys are uh, favored to lose by uh, ten points, man. <laughs> huh? Well, I bet you everybody almost everybody what? <laughs> really? They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> That's the first thing they have to say. That dummy. <laughs> that ding dong. <laughs> he had no idea. He ain't seen us out here working. We're going to bring it to him. Thanks for telling us now. <laughs> Let's do this. We got a couple of phone calls on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Darrington and then Tom. Darrington was up first. Hey, Darrington. How's it going, fellas? Tell us. Good man. Great, man. I, I, I want to give you your flowers because I think you was a man above, before your time. Your mental aspect of what you was able to do, I don't think it gets enough credit even to this day. So I want to give you your flowers while you can still smell them. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Appreciate the salute. Of, of course. I got like a, a two-question thing, and you can like answer them together. When the Rams got rid of James Johnson, they were their best, one of the, their safety, and they lost, then they lost their nickel cornerback, and they both went to Cleveland. And then they brought in Raheem Morrison to run the defense. And Jalen Ramsey been great at man coverage. And then they're playing a lot of zone. Do you see that because of the lack of the safety play there? And because because I I feel like if Dan, being Jalen is so good that they would take advantage of that man coverage. But they feel like they use him to cover up in that aspect. But then the next part of I don't see any safeties in the league that have impact like Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo and. and do you see the safety position kind of like falling off compared to what it was from your day up until now? All right, guys, I listen to you. Thank you, Darrington. Man, I love those questions. First of all, I haven't watched the Rams defense, so I don't know if I can really uh, in detail like that uh, to answer that question. Uh, that is interesting, though, that they play a lot of zone in Ramsey's uh, man guy shutdown corner. That's what he is. He's got to be the number one shutdown corner in the NFL at this point in time, or at least top two or three. Uh, so that's interesting how to use sometimes scheme and system, but I'm sure they use him in multiple ways because I've seen him play inside. I've seen him play outside, depending on who the receiver is. So I, I feel like what he has to do, you don't want to give away coverage, but he always has to go to, if he matches up with A.J. Brown and they move A.J. Brown from the outside inside, he has to follow him everywhere he goes. So that means he has to know what that position has to do in zone or man, whether he's inside or outside. So, uh, he's such a talent, so you want to make sure the defense secondary is kind of revolved and make everything easier for everybody else. As far as the safety question, uh, I would say they're probably, I mean, there's not too many Ed Reeds or Brian Dawkins guys out there, Troy Palomalo, and it's probably because most safeties are either used to be one or the other, strong or free, kind of in my era where I was more of a strong than a free I think now you got a lot of guys who are converted corners and are unfamiliar with the position and all the nuances of the position and then how to set up quarterbacks. It's a different era where they're throwing the ball all over the place, so you think you have 
more guys who's going to get their hands on the football. But that kind of hasn't shown, you know, that. So I just think uh, different areas, you know, different trends. Uh, I think eventually it'll get there uh, because I think safety is a position now that is uh, continuing to get the value and it's worth what it, it is worth to play it now. Uh, because you got to have cover skills, you have to have ball skills, you have to be able to play deep middle, you have to, you know, cover blitz. You have to do a lot of different things, be a great tackler. Uh, so there's a lot of value to me in that now. And uh, the Titans have one of the better ones in, in Kevin Byer. Sure do. He can do all of those things. I sure can. Sometimes you overuse him in the things that he's great at. And I think that's why they are, he's freed up because he is a free ball hog. That is his go-to that's his strength. So now he's got the proper pieces around him. Got him play man to man. Doesn't have to do a lot of blitzing. Let him just be a hawk. Because he wasn't supposed to be around nowhere near where that ball was when he got that interception versus the Colts. The interception and overtime to beat Indy. Yep, yeah. that's what I was going to bring out. out of the hole. Yep. And he understands route concepts. Guy ran a goal with a seven. And usually that's why you run a seven route by number two receiver with a post. Mm-hmm. That way you keep that safety in the post. Right. Mm-hmm. He understood that they had been running this all day, and he probably did his film work that they don't do it. So he says, okay, well, I'm going to just jump in and follow his instincts and made a play. And wasn't afraid to go make a play. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you love about Bayer. He, he's, he's that kind of dude. So you want to keep him in space, in the deep space, where he can just read the quarterback and go. Yeah. He's going to have some opportunities on Sunday. That's how he caused a fumble yep. on Mahomes. He came out of the hole and bam, knocked it out. I saw Leonard knocked it out with a straight straight punch. I was like, oh, man, he could have broke his wrist. Yeah, he punched that guy. Boy, man, that hurt my wrist. I was like, oh, my wrist hurt. Well, it hurt, it hurt uh, White's wrist, though. Let's hurry up and get uh, Tom. <laughs> let's get Tom and Franklin right quick before we hit the break. Hey, Tom, what you got? Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. I just was really impressed the way you handled Buck being unprepared. <laughs> uh, Blaine, you, you, Blaine, you would never go into a game unprepared. You did your work. Yeah. You practiced. You practiced. Mickey, you, you're, you're an expert at being prepared. Yep. I, I professionally help people get prepared for job interviews. Oh. And one of the things I tell every one of my clients is back up your equipment, have a redundancy, and our guy Buck does it once, and then – does it twice. So, come on, Buck. I mean, I mean, Blaine, for real, would you ever go into a game and have your coach say, you need to do this this way, and you went and did it another way, and he told you, told you once, would you ever do it again? No. I don't think so, Buck. That's a big fail. That's a big fail. <laughs> Tom and Franklin. Thanks, thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We yeah, appreciate you, it. You got my text message to call in and rip Buck, right? <laughs> okay, I appreciate Tom. No, I'm just kidding. No, we got to make fun of him, but, uh, yeah, that was always fun, pulling a chain on uh, Buck. Man. Always fun busting his chops. It's almost like, you know, if you just, you know, did a – Got a razor out and just made a big dent in his beard. <laughs> Make a ball spot there. That's basically <laughs> what we was trying to do there. All right, we got, we got hour number two coming up. We'll do that. Uh, Matt Jones, boy, you think you're fired up now about anything. If you're a Vols fan, if you're a Kentucky fan, heck, if you're a fan of anything, you will want to hear Matt Jones. That's coming up in about 25 minutes. Blaine and Mickey, 104. Matt Jones! Jones.